0: That's really the power of Notebooks, is it brings all of these different aspects together, mapping, data engineering, and Python coding as well into one cohesive platform that you can show to other people. This podcast is brought to you by the team at Esri Australia. To get your hands on more short, sharp, and immediately usable resources, head to the Esri Australia website
1: and search for Goldmine.
0: Welcome to GIS Directions. I'm Wayne Lee Archer. I'm Josh Fenman.
1: And I'm Tata And
0: today we're going to be talking about notebooks. No, not the 2004 love story of the same name. Not, not the leather brown <laughs> variety there, Tar. No, no. This is all about Jupyter notebooks in Python. A couple of topics that I could spend all day talking about.
1: Yes, I know. Finally, the time has come, right? And uh, it's come up in a few episodes before, Wayne, but I do agree this does demand an episode of its own. So more and more GIS users are starting to look at notebooks as a way of taking their Python skills to a whole new level and being much more productive. So I agree.
2: I agree too. Good choice. And I think it could even be the trigger for a bunch of GIS users out there who might have traditionally been scared off Python as being a pure developer thing to to get into it and add it to their tool bag.
1: Well, uh, let's get into it. And maybe the place to start is with a definition. Now, you guys know I love a good definition because I want to understand what we're talking about. So what is a notebook and what's that got to do with Jupiter? Well, not the planet. Um, but you know, let's take a look at the exploration of, of this definition and let's see if we can shorten it and get it to a place where we can all understand. Jupiter notebook site says that a notebook is an open source web application that enables you to create and share documents that contain live code, equations, visualizations, and narrative text. So think big data analysis, deep learning models, and dynamic visualization capability, also known as computational notebooks. So from my understanding, if I sum it up correctly, it's flexibility of data science tools with boundless potential of Python in a web GIS deployment. Am I on the right track?
2: Yeah,
0: I think you pretty much got it there, Tan. That's a good way of putting it. So with all of those use cases, you can see the connection that I've been making all along. Let's break it down a bit more. What do we mean by live code? And is it just another Python editor? Is that what we're talking about here? For me, the answer is, is pretty much no. So an example I can give you is that we did some recent studies into the death toll on our roads in, in the ACT, and we had to do a lot of data manipulation that wasn't necessarily on a map in order to bring that to life. and The map doesn't always represent the important story that we're trying to tell with this kind of data. Road deaths are particularly tied not just to location, but they're also tied to time of day, weather events, and and other factors are involved in this. And the things that you'd like to bring to the table to explain those aspects of the data that we're investigating are things like charts and things like waterfall diagrams and code descriptions, so actual blocks of, of documentation and text. That's what Jupyter Notebooks, or notebooks in general, allow you to do. They allow you to weave code and charts and imagery together to provide a story around what you're doing with your Python code. And I think that's really the power of notebooks, is it brings all of these different aspects together, mapping data engineering, and Python coding as well into one cohesive platform that you can show to other people.
2: I'm sold on this. I'm a convert already. But to me, it's code, but code with context. And that context, as Wayne said, could be documentation to help people understand what's going on in the notebook. It could be a map. It could be a chart. It could be a picture. And as Tar mentioned, supported by interaction with WebGI.
0: So a really powerful thing. Great way of sharing knowledge. Well, that's it. Why would you want all of those together if you're just doing this block of code for yourself? And I suppose the answer there is, well, it's about the sharing. It's just about showing somebody else your work in a way they can understand it. Notebooks are a great way to do that.
1: If you're like me, you'd be forgiven for thinking that it was a secret developer thing, but really it's not. Jupyter Notebooks are all over ArcGIS today. And um, if you install ArcGIS Pro, yes, another ArcGIS Pro reference, GoPro you do get a copy of the standard open source Jupyter Notebooks that you can run independently of ArcGIS. So you get notebooks inside of ArcGIS Pro as an item you can create. And they can also be found in ArcGIS Online and ArcGIS Enterprise as items that can be created and shared like web maps and web apps, which is pretty cool.
2: As well as that impressive list of places you can find them, I want to make an honorable mention for Jupyter Lab, which is also one of the true open source aspects of Jupyter Notebooks. But Kind of their latest generation web app for managing notebooks, which also gets installed with ArcGIS Pro.
1: Ready Stated Pro. <laughs>
0: Well, look, at this point in time, people are probably thinking, well, that's all very well. We've talked about the technical aspects of of what this stuff is. But what can we actually do with notebooks, given all of these powerful tools at our fingertips? And I think a good place to start, as always, is uh, with samples. Work from something that you can see and adapt that or stand on the shoulders of giants to actually take that forward with what you're doing. And there are a whole bunch of sample notebooks that are up on the ArcGIS developer site. We'll make sure that we include the link at the bottom of the episode notes. And they're broken down into the kind of things that you might be doing in your coding experience that are able to be done with notebooks. And uh, So these are things like management of users and uh, groups and things within your ArcGIS portal. I know I've often been tempted just to write a little Python snippet just to do these kind of small tasks. And, uh, you know, I've taken a lot of those Python snippets from Python samples. Well, we can now do these same Python snippets and Python samples in our notebooks and bring other tools to bear along with those code. So I think it's a great way to make your code more reusable and make it more understandable and to make the tasks that you're doing more visible to a bigger audience by sharing it with all of these other things Have either of you, Tara or Josh, got a favorite sample you want to delve into?
2: Yeah, so you kind of describe one of the personas, if you like, that the samples are geared for there, Wayne, the kind of administrator of an organization, Web GIS. Amongst the other types of persona are your power user developer, which is valid in this group. But back in the GIS world, we've also got samples for people who publish content and those who do analysis and do data science. My pick is to go down the content publisher path. And there's a bunch of typical examples here for doing things like publishing packages to feature layers and scenes, updating services that you've published to your organization already. And you really can just copy and use these in your own environment to make these tasks simple, understandable, repeatable, and automated. And there's one that really caught my eye called Snappily. Hey, GIS, give me a map of the recent <laughs> natural disasters. That's probably one of the more entertaining <laughs> titles for a sample. And where that starts is nothing but an API that NASA exposed to their Earth Observatory Natural Event Tracker or Eonet. And it winds up with a map and charts in your web GIS, all created through this notebook, which present an up-to-date view of natural disasters at any point in time. And it does something useful, but it also, just by looking at it, gives you a really well-documented walkthrough of how to achieve the same thing. So I think that's that's my pick.
1: I do have to agree. I do like the path of content publishers. But my pick, and I have to stick with my peeps, is the GIS analyst and data scientist path. And here you can find everything from fairly basic spatial analysis using proximity to detailed machine learning scenarios that use ArcGIS deep learning capabilities, as well as open data science frameworks. So all in the same notebook. Now, my personal favorite is object detection when we're looking at deep learning models. All of us here, we've done a little bit of work in that machine learning space and you know from a humanist perspective like you've mentioned Josh if we look at natural disasters we look at maybe fire or flood this is a fantastic example of a tool that really assists government law enforcement recovery efforts in helping the community detecting damaged buildings after a fire or flood helping insurers get out to properties to get relevant information so that we can start assisting the community so that's definitely my pick in this scenario.
2: Yeah. And you and I, Tar, drew on one of those samples Mm -hmm. to do our damage building detection. Why, Why reinvent the wheel?
1: Why indeed?
0: Have I mentioned the code yet? (laughs)
2: You might have touched on it.
0: (laughs) But seriously, though, the the real kingpin uh, of all of this, the real bit that ties this together and makes it all work is Python. That's obviously not an Esri invention, and neither are notebooks. Uh, It's been around for a very long time. But there is a specific Python module that ties this all together in a very GIS-centric sense, and that's the ArcGIS API for Python. So if you're going to be doing... GIS notebooks or spatial notebooks and tying this all back into ArcGIS portal, ArcGIS server, ArcGIS pro, ArcGIS online, that you're definitely going to want to familiarize yourself with the very powerful ArcGIS Python API. And we'll put links up in the show notes for that as well.
2: And that really is an impressive API, I agree, Wayne. We talked about the breadth of samples and walked through a couple of them there, but all of those are made possible through that Python API. And that gets installed by default when you install ArcGIS Pro. And if you're using Jupyter Notebooks separately, then you just import it.
0: You can even copy and paste those Python raw Python snippets into your notebooks and execute them in the notebook there, which is super powerful. It's really, really handy.
2: After perhaps having a look at what it's going to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, of
0: course. (laughs) That's always a good
2: point. (laughs) Before you pull the big lever. All that said, with all that great capability, I just want to loop back to one thing we talked about earlier, and that's the repeatability aspect of this. So we're talking about effectively encapsulating a process here in this in these notebooks. It's code, it's documentation, it's potentially examples of its output, charts, tables, maps, all in a single document that I can share with my colleagues, others in the organization. They can be scheduled, they can be rerun, all with a predictable outcome. And that's just using standard capabilities in ArcGIS.
1: And look we've we've shared quite a lot of really good information here, but um, where do we recommend people start? What's the thinking on how an aspiring notebook author should start out?
2: Well, I think first of all, don't fear Python. It's a awesome tool for getting stuff done, and the place to start in my mind is those samples we've been discussing. Look at a good one, look at one that somebody else has done with best practice and and learn from it.
0: I think one of the powerful aspects of, of notebooks is that if you're a coder like me, your day-to-day process might just be to start cracking away and hacking away at some Python code. What Python notebooks or what Jupyter notebooks does is it actually puts a bit more of a formal structure around this because it's a step-by-step process in the notebook. You've got a sequence of events or a sequence of cells which flow on from each other, and that helps you to put a little bit more structure around what you're doing with your coding or with your data engineering or whatever task you've got at hand so rather than just hacking away hack to the bone sort of mentality this allows you to start at the beginning and build upon your process step by step and even add explanatory components such as charts and words to it along the way so I think it helps you to be a better coder and helps you to be a better data scientist by forcing you to go through things in a more methodical manner and that's one of the things that I've really appreciated about notebooks
2: Agree. Good point.
1: And if you're more of an ArcGIS on the web type of person, then the lessons around notebooks for ArcGIS Online, they're a great place to begin. So there's a classic Hello World, well, Hello Notebook example, to get you going, and then you can expand <laughs> from there. So it's <laughs> it's only 30 minutes, and it'll walk you through the basics to get you comfortable with the concepts of notebooks. It's a personal favorite of mine. That's where I started. And yeah, in about three days time, Josh and I were sitting there looking at deep learning and, and specific samples. So I definitely... highly recommend
0: well it's always interesting how time flies when we're talking about notebooks ladies and gentlemen and uh, our top tips have been presented for taking your python to the next level using notebooks and it'll help you to make your process and your analysis workflows clearer more repeatable and easier for others to understand it'll help you to share your work and to get visibility on what is it that tar does behind that screen
1: to help get you started with these tips, we've added all these resources we've spoken about to our website. So that's GISdirectionspodcast.com.au. And we'd also love to hear any tips from you guys. So jump onto the website to send them through or connect with us through Twitter or LinkedIn.
0: Well, thanks for joining us. And as always, stay spatial. Until next time.
1: Happy mapping.
0: The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Esri Australia.